and welcome back to the show. Today I have a guest who sits near and dear to my heart, our philosophy, methodology, everything about the way that we approach business is very intuned and aligned and, and, and the way that Seth Zaremba thinks about his agency and his work and the industry Um, It forces me to be better at what I do. It forces me to think deeper about this industry and about my agency and about the impact that the work that I do has on all of you. And it just is such a pleasure and an honor to spend time with Seth and and bring the conversations that we would normally have in private, though there would probably be more cursing. We both would be talking faster. Um, but to share just a part of that with you guys, because I think they're important conversations, and I think that um, I think going below the surface of our industry uh, makes the what we do more worthwhile. At least it does for me, and that is why it is my great honor to, and pleasure to bring you Seth Zaremba the founder of Beatomic and the Neon platform of Zinc, a co-founder of Indium, a market access network that, that I am a part of. Um, just everything Seth touches uh, turns to success and he does it through hard work and trust and partnerships and authenticity. And um, I hope that you will give this episode uh, as much of your attention as is possible because it is, uh, it is worthy of that. Um, big shout out to sponsors of this show, Tarmica. Tarmica is changing the game for small commercial agencies. They're making small commercial profitable. They're making profitability possible, and they're improving the platform every day, adding adding uh, carriers. I, I'm in Tarmica every day, quoting small businesses as it, as it comes in, and um Especially if you have a book of business that's renewing as your accounts renew, instead of making your your uh, customer service reps or whoever does the marketing in your agency go out to seven different carriers, bring those seven carriers to your CSR so they only have to input that information in once and they can get the quotes back and you can turn them around and still do a tremendous job for your customers while still... Uh, while, while saving time and energy and money and, and you can provide that service out to more people. So uh, Tarmica is a game-changing technology. Go to T-A-R-M-I-K-A.com, Tarmica.com. Go check it out today. With that, um, I wish you guys, uh, I, I hope that you guys uh, take in what we're talking about because this is really important stuff. And if you haven't subscribed to the show, go to ryanhanley.com right now. Stick your email address in there and get new episodes by email. Okay, that's all the pitches. On to Seth Zaremba. Wow, you're looking all spiffed out today, man. Are you pitching somebody for some money or what's going on? I am. I just had Nationwide this morning at uh, 9.30. Yeah. So. Nice. Very yeah, nice. 
Yeah, and then the, the air condition was on like sub-zero all weekend and I just wore shorts and I'm freezing too. So I found a jacket that was in my thing. I'm like, I'm putting a jacket on in June. I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> well, it is funny how quickly you acclimate to warm weather. Like we had a, basically a week of like 80s and 90s and yeah. all of a sudden it hits 75 on Saturday and you're like got long sleeves on and you're walking around the house like yeah. like you're like what the hell you can see why all those Florida people get so soft oh it's something so yeah so it's uh so yeah I'm just I was freezing alone in my dark office and I'm like you know what I'm like I'm gonna throw a jacket on for this one <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh dude I'm so pumped that that you're uh on the show we never we don't get a chance to talk enough and um a podcast yeah, episode you. is always a good a good excuse to spend an hour together and um, chat about what's going on. And um, I have so many questions for you about so many different things. But um, you know, h- how's it going, man? Where's your mental? You know, coming out of COVID, you're raising money. You got the startup. Um, you know, what's where are you at? What's going on? Yeah, I, it things are things are good, which shocks me and to say, and I. I but like Zinc is, um, you know, as you know, we made an investment in Zinc to, to, to invest in digital, like what, five years ago. And so we, we've been living in that world while everyone said we were crazy for five years. Well, now it's like in spades, man. I mean, it's like Zinc is crushing it, which I hate to say during it, but like COVID has strangely has revealed that traditional models i mean now they're being exposed and our model which looked maybe out of touch maybe a few years ago is now i think it's proven so i i mean lucky to be where we're at there and and um indium is same thing it's like you know this idea of indie agents and owning your business and and doing stuff together as agents that that kind of was out on you know that was out in left field for a while too but even now indium's like going like crazy and then um you got be atomic which you know, this crazy idea that agents could come together and, and use um, common technology and scale on stuff like that. Well, that was really bizarre. Like two or three years ago, people were like, what? But now, especially with what Zinc has proved out and other ones, uh, other, other neons, um, that's looking good too. So, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm pretty fortunate. And I have an awesome wife and I also have three kids that are teenagers and have never given me one problem in my life. And then good teams everywhere. So yeah, I'm pretty fortunate. Well, I don't think that you should be apologetic for crushing it. Um, you know, in general, because I think, I think in general, I, I feel like right now people are very apologetic for their success. And I get that there are many who have hit hard times and, um, and obviously it's on those of us who are in positions to help to do so but I don't think that it helps anyone to be a pop. And I'm not saying this is particularly to you. This is just in general, but like, I don't think, I think our, I think we've become so apologetic for success and it's like, screw that. It's like, we need people to be successful. That's the only way that we can then help others pull themselves up and be whatever they want to be. But for some reason these days, like if you're going to say, Oh, I'm, I'm doing well or things are okay. It then comes with some caveat where it's like, but it's like, nah, Dude, you, you, you have lived like your backstory and, and I don't want to necessarily go there on this show because they can listen to either past episodes of this show or other episodes that you've done um, where you talked about your history, but like everything that you, every piece of bounty that you are receiving today, you have earned the hard way. 
And I think of, of anybody, you, sh- you should not be apologetic for one single uh, harvest that you reap. Um, cause you've, you've sowed them all, man, like by yourself, you know, and then, and you've recruited the people that have walked alongside you, you know, and, and, um, and I, I, I just, I have so much respect for what you've done that, uh, you know, I don't know that I, I don't know where I was going with that other than I don't think that, I think you should celebrate that success, not be apologetic for it. I appreciate that. And I do like, I, um, I don't know, Midwest, right. I mean, it's like, you're just humble, but um, I do. I've worked my butt off, man. I mean, I've worked, I mean, I've put the miles in. I mean, I, I have suffered, I have done the thing. And so now to be in a position where um, what we've done, the investments that we've made strategically are paying off. Yeah, I don't, I, you're right. I am, I'm super excited about that. But I also realize that there's a world out there that things are not great and, and people are hurting. So it's, um, so you just try to do the best you can to balance it. But no, I'm, I'm a hundred percent proud of what we're doing. And couldn't do it without, I mean, you got to have an awesome team, right? So it's the team yeah. um, carriers. I mean, like everything has to, you have to have all that stuff, but you know what, to your, to your, to your point, I mean, that's, that's time I've taken to build. And I, I think I am proud of that because a lot of people are looking for magic fairy dust or silver bullets or th- and it ain't there, man. It's just, you just uh, you do the work and, and I have, so I'm, I'm proud of that. Yeah. You know, that, that's really, I think that, um, I actually wrote a post on LinkedIn, uh, a couple last week I published it or whatever. And it was about starting my business on March 9, 2020 or whatever. Love that. Um, and I think, I think in my mind, you know, I, I'd love to think of myself as someone who is, you know, thoughtful in terms of, I think I try to think through different decisions and try to be rational. And, and even in my mind, I, I, I felt like I had some secret that was going to allow me in some regard to jump the line. And I'm, I'm not saying, I think I'm doing the right things, but uh, I definitely had some moments, especially in May, where I, I was two, two months in, and, and not that I expected the world to change in two months, that, that really wasn't the point, but just, I, you know, 60 days of getting punched in the face when you came in thinking you were going to be able to avoid some of that and really what I had to, and, and I think, I think back to, to, to like some of the stories that you told me, you know, working out of a broom closet, you know, 10 years ago. And it, it, it takes, man, you really have to have some self-awareness in this business because, you know, um, you see things on Facebook, you hear people talk in presentations or whatever podcasts about success they've had. And, you don't see the day-to-day grind that got them there and that it is almost unavoidable. And everyone who has tried to avoid it, uh, I think has suffered. Yeah. I mean, it's an asset, right? So um, you're building rogue is an asset and, and you can build with quality materials, with quality craftsmanship, something that's sustainable long-term and holds its value in any marketplace or, you can slap it up, vinyl side it, and and stick it in a subdivision with someone three feet away, and 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 you can't pretend that in ten years or twenty years they're going to have the same value, that they're going to be viewed the same way. And so, and, and I've watched. I mean, I I did not grow up in social media, but now I, I'm in agent forums and I watch this stuff, and I watch some of the lack of of long term view of their business, and I, and and some of the short term tricks and tips that people are trying to put out there is. And it's, it's building with low quality materials in a fast and, and hasty way. And 
sure, you can move in before maybe rogue risk moves into the, to their estate, but it, it won't sustain over time. You can't. And so I really respect what you're doing. And I, 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 I tend to do the same thing myself and it, it's not faster, but it's better, bro. It's better. Yeah. I, I definitely think that, um, it is easy to get caught up in what everyone else is doing. I know that, you know, it's just, dude, that, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to make this about me, but like that, that, it was so hard to write that article. Um, and for anyone who's wondering what the hell I'm talking about, with the, I'll have it linked up in the show notes for this. But um, because I, I was carrying around all this pressure to be successful that was completely unnecessary. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was completely unnecessary. Like what were people like, what, Somehow in my mind, I had the, like, people have these expectations of me and I'm like, one, what do I care what other people think? I've never cared what other people think. Two, why no one believes that in three months I would even, you know, that there's even anything there yet. And, and so, so what I said to myself is, oh my gosh, if three months in, I'm carrying this much pressure, imagine someone who's been in the business for a year, two years that maybe isn't where they want to be yet how much pressure they're carrying. And I think that's what drives a lot of this short-term thinking um, in ter- around their business is, is they just, you, this pressure builds and builds and builds and you, you feel like you're behind and uh, you see what other people are doing and you go, oh my God, like I feel like I'm just as smart, just as capable of that person. Why haven't I figured this trick out? And then that's when I think you start making some moves that aren't in the best interest of your agency long-term. Yeah, and, and you've done it, um you've done it the hard way. You didn't take investors, right? You, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't take a lot of the things you didn't give up ownership. You didn't do a lot of the things that people do necessary to get in. And so they enjoy faster. Uh, the, the first mile of the race, they are often out front because they have those things. Um, I can tell you the last miles though is where you pass them, you know, and if, and if, if you're looking at your agency rogue or zinc or any agency as a, as an investment, then, it's really those last, it's that last leg of the, the race that people remember and, and, and watch. I mean, it's like, that's, and that's where your investment will pay off. And so, yeah, I, to anybody, I mean, don't get caught up in the first miles of the race. Let people go run their race. You run your race. And if you've done your work and you have, I mean, look at the carriers you brought on, the direct appointments, the strategic associations you've made, technology decisions, all of those things favor you in the long run. You're building with quality materials over time. And that's what craftsmanship takes. And don't apologize for that, man. That's, that's, that's the right way. That's the old school and right way to do it. At least some of the technology decisions I've made. I won't say all of the technology decisions I've made have been the right ones, but, um, you know, I'd say some of the that technology was not decisions. A segue. That was not a segue. I'm saying like, I, I watched you make decisions and you really ground these things out both short-term and long-term and sacrifices, yeah. and wish list and, and, and things that would be nice and things that you need. And, and we've even had conversations about what you really needed or didn't. So, I mean, it was thoughtful. The decisions you made were thoughtful and, 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 and all those can be changed over time. And I think that second point is the point that is the most important is, um, and, and actually this comes from a lot of the conversations we've made, you know, um, I, you know, specifically Neon, I had wanted desperately to be part of this project on so many levels, right? Because I believe in it wholeheartedly. I have from the very first 
the 10 minutes that you pitched me on it in Westfield, you know what I mean? We're in this hallway by ourselves at some high top and you're telling me about this idea and I'm getting like 60% of it. But, but the 60% that I got, I was completely bought in on. And from that day I have been, you know, one of the biggest supporters of the project only because I believe in you. I believe in, uh, in, in the mission and what it's doing. Um, and the conversation that we had about neon, cause I've gotten questions about, you know, how come you're not part of neon? And, and I think it's, it's I, to be transparent and honest, I just wasn't ready. It's not a project. It's to, in my opinion, in my, and I think you would, this is, we would agree on this. It's not a one man shop product. It's, it's not for me to get up to speed, maybe a year from now, you know, even if I am still one man and, and the truth is if I can continue to align my business with carriers like Cincinnati and Hanover, I can continue to be a one man shop for much longer. Um, shout out to them. Their, their customer care centers are, are world-class. Um, and you know, but, but that was really the judgment that I had to make. It wasn't necessarily the cost. I certainly, the, the technology was there. It's, it was just, a time value for me, learning curve, trying to learn 17 different systems at one time, not neon, like every system in my agency, I had to learn at the exact same time. So I just, I basically said to you, like, you know, I think that um, for now, uh, QQ Catalyst is a nice, easy, clean system that can get me to where I need to be for these first, you know, two or three years, get me off the ground with something where the technology makes enough sense that I'm not wasting brain, brain cycles on it. And then when I'm ready, I can make that transition over into, into a product like Neon, which I, I wholeheartedly believe is a future. And if you see the people who are associated with this project, you, it's so, it would be so difficult for me to think that it's very difficult for me to believe the collection of individuals that you have directly connected to this project, that all of them could be wrong. That like, that to me is the thing. Like, like, you know, if it were one really smart people and a bunch of dopes, I'd be like, ah, maybe this is a miss. But it's like rock star, rock star, brilliant, genius, rock star. You know what I mean? Like to have all these people in the ecosystem to me, I just, it's really difficult for me to see how, you, how you've missed the mark. Yeah, I haven't. And, and I, I, I'm right. <laughs> I figured something out and, and it's not, I, I didn't figure something out. Like Ether gave something up that was right. And, and I remember sitting at that high top with you and, and that's when it took faith to believe in me. Like it, it, you had to, it was just like, you had to be ordained with a certain level of faith. And like, there's this dude pitching me something, understand 60% of it. It might be there. I, I, re, I require no faith of anyone anymore. Um, I, I'm tested and true. My product is solid and good. It's right. And I figured something out and people and the, and the smart kids are getting it. And it's not just agents anymore. Cause like, you know, people are like, Oh, you just have agents coming on. Now I got carriers and technology and, and big technology partners and people know what we're doing is solid and true. We're, I mean, yeah, I, I don't apologize for that. one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, so you sent me, um, you sent me the, uh, Google Doc of your Elevate 2018 presentation yeah. that you did about Neon, the first time that you kind of did this on a public stage. Um, yeah. And it's been kind of fun. People, I don't know why, but people have been sharing like Elevate 2018 um, memories, I guess, recently on social. That's been pretty fun to see that stuff. But um, uh, I, I was reading through this document. I got to page three and I was like, you should just sell access to this thing. Like read only access, just sell like, 
for a hundred dollars, I'm going to let you look at this for 24 hours and then it goes away. And if you want to see it again, you got to pay another hundred bucks. You, you'd pay for neon right there. You wouldn't need any funding just to, just to read through where your mind was on this document and, and like how far ahead you were of everyone else at this moment. Like, and, and probably, and you'd, you'd probably agree with this too, at that moment, probably a little too far ahead of everybody, yeah. but that's okay. Cause they're snapping, they're snapping forward. But like this, this is something that I hope you never lose. Like this, just this document, this snapshot in time to be able to say in, you know, whatever it was June of 2018, this is where my head was at. Like this will be a piece of insurance history, in my opinion. Like it, what it is so far out ahead of where everyone else was, and articulated in a fashion that I think maybe people have thought of pieces of it, but never actually put the whole thing together. And I think that's what was so brilliant about it was that maybe if you were to say, you know, oh, you know, John's thought of this, and Steve's thought of this, and Carla's thought of this, you know. But to have it all in one space and, and kind of lay out exactly how, how it's thought through, um, it, it really is, I think, a piece of insurance history. Yeah, well, I needed you for that. I mean, somebody, someone had to take a flyer on me, and I remember that. And actually, it wasn't, the reason is it was July 28th, and, I, and, I, um, and, and so I remember that day because that was the day that you gave me a chance to talk about this thing. And I remember like when you first scheduled me, you're like, you know, I got my assignment and I was like at like three o'clock in the Ontario room. And I was like, Hey Ryan, um, I, I, I can't take the Ontario room. I need like the main stage. And you're like, dude, appreciate you. Love you. But it's kind of like 750 people like that's, and, and, and you're kind of a nobody. And I'm like, I need an industry moment, man. I need a moment where I didn't actually call him a nobody, by the way, just so everyone's clear. That's, well, <laughs> that's not exactly like, hey, how that conversation out of the went. Ontario B room and put me on the main stage in front of a bunch of people and, and maybe someone will be there. Well, you know what? They were there and I appreciate that. And to your ever loving credit, you took a flyer on me and, and that document, it, it, it needed you, it needed me, and then it needed that room. And in that room were like two a CEO and a future CEO of an insurance carrier and, and they heard it. And, and I was hoping five agents were there and 50 heard it and, and, and some technology people were there and they heard it. And, and it, and it's like, and it, it's codified and it's a story, right? Yep. But in that story is everything that needed to be done. And, and even to this point, I told you in that email, like I did everything I told you I would do on July 28th in Cleveland at Elevate 18. I laid out what needs to happen and, Two years later, I've done everything I said needed to be done, and it and it's time. So I'm I'm proud of that thing, and I'm proud of you for seeing it or giving me the chance to do it. And if I fell on my face, oh well, but thank you. No, it was um, my favorite part. I guess my favorite part was after you were done. There were two reactions. There were three reactions of people coming out of that room. The first reaction was like, "Holy shit!" Like, how, how like how do I get a hold? Because I stood so. There were 250 people at least in the room. He said 50. That, that, that might have seemed like that because it was blurry to you, or, or, but, but there, were, there were a lot of people in the room. Um, they came out and I stood by the door because I wanted to see like what the reaction was because I knew the topic that you were talking about and I knew that it was heady. And, um, and the reason that we didn't go main stage, just, just for the people at home, because I, I want to be, be a little fair here. This was some of the nerdiest shit ever delivered on an insurance stage at a marketing conference in the history of insurance. So I was like, 
I want people to self-select. I'll give you the big room, but I need people to self-select into this because yeah. this is about as nerdy as it gets. But um, so when people came out, there were three reactions. Um, the first was like, how do we get a hold of this guy? Like, where, how, you know, like what's, what, you know, can we just go up to him? What do we, I was like, you know what I mean? Yeah, just go talk to him. That's what he's here for. Um, the second reaction was, I have no idea what he just said. You know, where's the coffee? You know, that was, that was the second reaction. And then the third reaction was, yes, but he'll never be able to do it. And that to me was the most interesting because I can completely understand why people align with it that, that I did, right? I completely understand why people, why it flew over people's heads because there are a lot of great people in our industry who are practitioners. This is just the way that they feed their families and, and that's as far as it goes for them. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And then there are people like you, I would love to consider myself part of this, Jeff Roy, there's many of us, many of us who just enjoy going down into that basement level of, of this. And, and, and it was that third group that came out and said, um, yes, but he'll never do it. And I think I, that was the most interesting group to me because um, basically what they were saying was not that you were wrong or that you would actually even come to any conclusions that were inaccurate. It was that systemically the industry would not allow this to happen. And in all, in all honesty, that was my biggest concern for you too. Having played the political game that I had played for so long and watched so many people just get beaten to the ground who had good ideas, um, I was very concerned. But I'll tell you, um, I think your force of will, your persona, the way that you attacked Twitter with your commentary and bravado, and, and I mean these all in incredibly positive ways, and also the individuals who you aligned with so quickly. I mean, getting the promorts on board, at least philosophically, so early, I think was tremendous for you. Um, and I, I just, I, I was, I'm, I've been so happy and proud and excited and whatever the right words are to watch you just now people are you know there's no one is saying but yeah but he'll never get it off the ground no one is saying that it's off the ground now and um it's just it's amazing to me to have seen that over the last two years yeah i i knew something that nobody else knew in that room that day um i knew i could leverage the farm to do it um I had enough industry experience. That's part of it. You got to be around. Um, I had an agency that was already starting to perform. I saw where it was going. I was betting my butt that it would keep going there. And, and if I put that on the line, both from a performance standpoint, and if I leveraged it, mortgaged it, and, and drew the cash out of it, I could do that. And, and I also knew that there was an opportunity coming. If it, I was following the money, and I saw where carriers were going, and it had to go there. And so if you have enough industry experience, if you're dumb enough or smart enough to be able to leverage your one asset to play that one card right to the river, right to the river when it's time to flip the cards. And then if, and if you had enough understanding of where carriers were going on that, it was possible. And I, I knew that. I, I knew that in that moment. And, and now it took belief and now it took people to come along with it. And it took, a, it took that talk. And I'll never forget that talk because like I went up to the lady that was Mike and she's like, what do you want? I'm like, I want a podium. 
And she's like, nobody has podium. She's like, Ryan's just flying around. He's doing, he's in the audience. There's lasers, there's smoke, there's lights. And like, like how many slides do you have? I'm like, I don't know, like four. And, and she's like, what do you, so are you just gonna stand up there and talk to people? I'm like, yeah. I said, we're gonna take them to church today. And she's like, I love that. She's like, nobody takes anyone to church anymore. I'm like, yeah, we're gonna stand up there with a podium and we're gonna give a sermon. And, and if, if there are believers in the house, they will hear the message of truth and they will come. And, um, and then someone proceeded to dump hot coffee on me, which soaked my shoes. And I'm standing there in sloshy shoes. I mean, that was just, that was an epic moment. And, yeah. Um, I'm forever tied to you for that, forever, <laughs> good or bad, which I warn you, it could be a lot of bad. And, and you were forever, you were forever part of this, um, good or bad, when, when the time was right. Well, it doesn't matter good or bad, because I'm, I'm, I am, will always be with, uh, with the project in whatever way I can be, and hopefully will someday be uh, an agency partner of, of Neon. Yeah. I already am. Uh, an agency partner of Indium, one of your other projects, which I, which I spout from the rooftops, how much I appreciate Chad and his work and his entire team and everything that Indium is doing, um, the way they go about their business, the way they think about agency relationships, like, and, you know, market access, network, whatever you want to, whatever label you want to put on that organization, um, the culture and the, just the product is amazing and it has been such a pleasure to be part of that group of people and get to know them better and you know watching it's just funny how good people seem to find each other right and and when you when you when you are um authentic and and transparent and and honest about what you want and and how you do business um the way people find each other is 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 amazes me every day you know um the way that you've kind of hooked up with um ragath and 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 tarmica and which i think is a game-changing technology um and in terms of you know turning small commercial into a profitable enterprise for 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 independent agents across the country and you know and and to have them as part of the project and 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 connected it just it, it really is fun to watch um it's fun to watch friends work together and um and just to see you know we're in the do phase of all the shit that we were talking two years ago and um and it's it's really exciting well i think i i gave we gave everybody their chance i'm 48 years old i i I have volunteered at associations i've worked with carriers i've talked to technologies and, and and i i have given every flipping person a chance to, to do what needs to reimagine the independent channel and to just make logic based as opposed to emo- emotional or tradition based decisions. Right. And, 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 it, and those are all good people. Associations are good people. Carriers are awesome people. Technologists are awesome people. These are all good people. But the, in the end, they, they build things or they settle at the lowest common capability. So you're in a room full of smart association people or smart carrier people or smart technology. Yeah. But what about that one guy who sucks? Will he use or do it? And so what happens is all of a sudden the right logic based decisions go to the lowest common denominator, which let's face it in the IA channel is not a great picture, right? It's not a great picture. And so we end up building for them. And after 15 years of watching us take great ideas and build to the lowest common capability in the channel, it, 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 it was time for somebody just to say, wait a minute, what, what about the winners? Aren't we ever going to pick the winners? Don't we ever want an advanced fighting force that's going to go behind enemy lines and do it? 
do we not want Green Berets? Do we not want Navy SEALs? Like, why are we building everything for the infantry? Like, and, and, and I think that's what NEON is. It's like, hey, you guys go ahead and settle over there for the average. We're going to go over here and build a playground the right way, logic-based, for the people who really want to perform. And, and, and that's the thing I think we've done is we've built a place for performers. And that's not wealth or power or success. That's people who want to be successful and, to use your words, will do the work. Yeah. And that's it. It ain't size. It ain't money. It ain't skin. It's not gender. It's not, it's not any of that stuff. It's like, do I want to be better? Well, great. Here's a place where we're not going to lower the standards of anything to, to, to the least common capable person. And, and I think that's what we've done. And, and I, I just got sick and tired of being sick and tired. You know, I mean, obviously we're, we're, we're so aligned on so many different, on, on so many things in this industry, but I just, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, this is, this is what, you know, I, I think this is one of the things that we initially connected on. I mean, yeah. here I am in 20, I think it was 2017, 2016, something like that. I'm at a young agents event in Ohio and this guy's sitting right in the middle of the room, just ha- hackling the shit out of me during my, during my keynote. And um, I can just tell that he's not going to relent. Um, so I, so I, I think I stopped and I asked you your name and you said Seth, and I could tell right away that, that you were a ball buster. So I spent basically the rest of the time just like busting your chops and you were busting my yeah. back. And by the end of it, what we came to was, was this idea. It was basically a, a, an agreement that we need to be better than we are as an industry. And, and that was really what that keynote ended up being about was a conversation about what does it mean to be better? And, and why, why not hold ourselves to a higher standard? And I get that it's not easy. I'll be honest with you. I, I came into building this agency not understanding how hard it is and how easy it is to chase quick, quick policies to put revenue in the books so you can keep the lights on, right? Like, like I get that whole thing. At the same time, you, um, I think... The, the delayed gratification of doing business the right way, of demanding more of both yourself and the services that you provide to your customers, demanding more out of the relationships that you have with your carriers, that, that, you know, going back to kind of how we started this conversation, that is what, that is the future of this business. And because you can scale past, you know, the, the little local, you know, $300,000 shop that isn't trying hard. Now, if you only want a $300,000 shop because that's the lifestyle that you lead, that's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But the truth is, if you only have a $300,000 shop because you're not actually doing the work and you're not helping your clients and you're just sitting on renewals and not actually providing a valuable service to them, then you're no, you're no longer necessary. Like, that carrier doesn't need you to get into that market space because you and I can be in there regardless of where we're located. And so can so many other agencies. And that is what I think carriers are waking up to is that, is that, is that defining difference. Yeah. And it's so funny. I was listening, I was trimming trees this weekend and I was listening to your podcast. I was behind so I had three podcasts and you were talking to your friend who's a marketer. And he says, so what do you think about all these people? And they're like, I can't even apologize anymore. I just think the people who aren't trying suck. I'm not going to apologize for that. And, and, and I'm not either. And, and I, so many times over the last 10 years, I go to carriers and say, we should do this. And like, yeah, 
but you know what? That guy's not going to adopt it, so we can't. And it, Leon was just about like, fine, you go serve them over there. We're going to go build something for agents that want to perform, that want to be better for their customers, that want better margins within their agencies and want to be more closely and directly connected with services at a carrier. Like that ecosystem, you acknowledge it to be, yeah, right? Yes, yes. Okay, great. We're going to go build that. And, and you're going to come because where agents go, carriers are going to go and customers are going to go. And, and so that's what we're doing over at Beatonic yeah. is we built that ecosystem. And, and it's not about that person. And that doesn't make that person bad. If you want to be a lifestyle agency, if you want to go golf in four days a week, you want to do that, that's fine. You are well served by the current marketplace. And I don't know what your future looks like, but you'll probably be on the golf course anyway. So who cares? You don't yeah. know, right? But, the, but for everyone else, the consumer has made their decision. They are on their phone and they want professional services fast and nobody's paying us more. So I need better margin, which means I need better connections. So let's go do that. Yeah. I, dude, I couldn't agree with more of you. And, and, and to your point, carriers go where the agents are. I think that that's going to be even more refined. Carriers go where the right agents are. And the right agents will be different for each carrier, but that's where they're going to go. I think the days, I think the, the days are quickly coming to an end where a, where a carrier will look, at, will look at a service or an integration or a piece of technology and say, well, I can't get 80% adoption on this tool, so I'm not going to do it. I think they're going to say, these 10 agencies are on that tool. Yeah, that's worth our time. Because these yeah. 10 agencies are worth a hell of a lot more to us than these other than the other hundred that aren't going to get on. And I don't think that those and 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 some of those guys, some some people listening may be saying, well, shit, that's the way it's always been. If Brown and Brown and Marsh and Gallagher get on, then they just follow them. I don't think that that's the case anymore. You get what's Simon's new agency? Co Coverlink. You Coverlink, get a Coverlink. Yeah. You get a Zinc. You get a, a Coverage Direct up in Iowa. You get uh, Tam's agency in Iowa. You get you get these types of agencies uh, pushing forward on a singular tool, and I, I think I think that's where that is where the margin is. That's where the growth is is in these middle market agencies that are that are able to grow and expand. They just, they just, that's, that's where it is. I mean, yeah, huge. You can get huge, big dollars out of Marsh, but that's, that's really just pushing around dollars that already exist. You're not actually bringing in share. Um, it's these, this middle market space is where the growth is. It's dry tinder. The, 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 the bottom is served. All the current realities serve the bottom. That's fine. The top is served, right? They're funded by external market resources and they have, they have their deals cut and everything, but the dry tender is you and me, the people in the middle who are grinding every day and who need to sell. I need to sell. I got three kids, a house, and I got 12 years left in my career. I need to freaking sell, right? And so I'm going to do whatever it takes, including cut your throat, right, to get that done. And those are the people who are attractive because they are driving into space out of necessity. There is nothing more dangerous than a desperate insurance agent because when the last bomb drops, there's going to be me selling to cockroaches. Yeah, That's it. And I'll do whatever it takes because I don't come from privilege and I'm not financing all those things. So I'm a stone cold killer and I need my tools to do it. And, and that's what, yeah. man, crazy, I'm getting all fired up. That's what, that's what Neon offers, not just to agents, but also to carriers as well, is to arm that force. You want to mobilize that 80%, that dangerous group? That's, that's what you do. You hook up with us. Yeah, I, I will say, so one of the tenants that Rogue was built on was this idea of being a, a digital human hybrid, right? Like my business plan outlines what I mean by that. It is 
it is a digital agency with a human behind it. And a big part of that solution was direct connection into customer care centers. Now, three and a half months into building this thing, not a huge time period, but certainly enough time to tell you I am 100% fucking right. I'm 100% right. I am 100% right. And I'll just, I know I, 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 I give Cincinnati a ton of credit, but I just love their organization. Their customer care center replaces a CSR for me. I, if I could put every piece of business that I have with Cincinnati and all of my marketing now is being recalibrated so that they are number uno, numero uno, and, and actually Hanover has a great customer care center too. They're, they're there as well. Those are probably my one and two carriers on the commercial line side right now. But like, if I could put every piece of business with them, I would. I would be a captive for Cincinnati because what they're, what they're able to do from a connection standpoint and really, you know, some of their, their, their potential involvement with Neon is a potential catalyst for my moving faster into Neon as well because they're, they're an important part of my business. And just seeing the service level and the, the uh, quality of the service that just the few clients that I've already put with them, the handful of clients I've put with them so far already get, I'm like, if I can have every piece of business with Cincinnati – I could just hire an army of agents. I would never need a CSR. And that to me is the holy grail is maybe an office manager at some point or someone to do the books and some of the back end stuff, but an army of agents serving customers, front end underwriters, relationship builders, true coverage experts, helping uh, businesses get properly set up, properly built out programs, taken care of. And then the care, leveraging the carrier and oh, and I give up two percentage points on renewal to not have to hire a W-2? Are you kidding me? I'll do that all day. I don't even think it's two points. I think it's less than that. So it's like, you know, to me, this is, this is well, one future model, but I absolutely positively believe I'm right. And the technologies that connect those two things at a deeper level is the future of this business. I, I just wholeheartedly agree or believe that. Sorry. You're 100% right. And so the supporting technology, and what's really happening there, we, we, we use words like service center and CSR and all that stuff. What we're really doing is looking at the margin inside of an operation and allocating resources to that which is most relevant and most successful to the person doing it. So for you, it is sales and marketing, but service, it's, it's a better spend for someone like Jen Baker at, at Cincinnati, right? So, so it's, it's, a, it's a movement of margin and performance, and we need supporting technology that makes all that capable. If you think about it, there's a cultural shift that needs to happen, right? Um, it, 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 what we're looking at here is upskilling people in different spots. And so the, the, the modern insurance agent needs to be upskilled with technology and data to be more human, to be more capable as an individual, right? So they need access to things. They need access to information about the customer pre-call. They need access to the performance about that account or that type of business and who's gonna be there. And they need the ability to place code, not, not to move code around because code is gonna facilitate all that stuff and we need an ecosystem that upskills the person and the right person. And keep in mind, the service center is upskilled by better technology too, because now they're getting that transaction coming to them in a way that's very consumable, better margins for them. So maybe it's not 2% in the future. Maybe it's $1.50 to get something done as opposed to two points. And maybe, maybe you're not giving it to the service center. Maybe it's staying in Rogue 
but when something needs to happen, it's going to Jen over at Cincinnati, right? And when she needs something, she's moving code to the customer. And when the person responds to the code, it's coming to you as a salesperson. That's where the ball is going. Yeah. And that's where we need to be going. And that's what this industry needs to do. We need to empower upskilling the agent and supporting them however that needs to be. And today it might look like service center. Tomorrow it might be something else. That's the technology we need. Yeah. I, I, I mean, and that's why, that's why forever I will be a supporter of what you're doing because it is absolutely, this, this is how you get to the promised land. This yeah. is how you get to, because I'll tell you just, just early on some of my early, I, I've, I've just, I have so many things flying around in my head. I can't wait till I can get on stage again and just vomit all this stuff that I've learned over the last three months onto people. Yeah. It's going to be awful. Um, but like, I've, I can't tell you how many times I've already heard, hey, man, you know, I can't believe how quickly you got back to me. And in my head, I'm like, wow, it took me like three hours to get back to this guy. And in, and in his mind, he's like, holy shit, it normally takes you three weeks to get back. It took you only three hours. You, yeah. The bar, the bar is so low. It's so low that, that these types of things are not just incremental improvements on process it is playing an entirely different game this is like little league versus the major leagues and 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 i don't mean that necessarily in the quality of the business i just mean in the 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 way in which you can provide and, and that agency today is taking three weeks to get a quote back to somebody they can upscale upskill up whatever too it's not like they can't I'm just saying for the people who do, they are taking themselves so much further ahead. It's, it's just not even the same game. I mean, I'm, I'm outpacing agencies that are a hundred X, a thousand X larger than me simply because I've, I have these relationships with a couple carriers that allow me to get quotes back faster. But just that simple conversation, a little bit of technology and and you're just, and in the customer's mind, they don't know the difference. They're just like, wow, this, this guy must really be hustling. Look, you know what I mean? Because he got back to us quicker. That's the kind of stuff that's changing the game. Well, listen, um, 2018, July 28th of 2018 at Elevate, the title of my talk was The Opportunity Bandwidth is Not the Limiting Factor. We are not limited by opportunity. This is not a zero sum game. The world is ours for the taking. Yeah. The limiting factor are the, the road systems, the sewer systems, the, the things that have not been improved to facilitate or, or open up the opportunity. The opportunity is not limited. If you are an agent, you are sitting on the number one most valuable thing in the world. It's relationship. Yeah. And relationship is the thing and you got it. So just love where you're at. The limiting factor is we're still running on roads and sewers that were built 40 or 50 years ago. You replace those and you make it a high powered, high speed freeway. And all of a sudden the opportunity will be coming so fast. That's what I'm focused on. While everybody else is the opportunity now, roads and sewers, baby, roads and sewers, fix yeah. those things, get stuff moving fast start moving code back and forth between carrier and agent and customer and not be dependent on these legacy systems and roads. Oh man, watch out, watch out. Yeah. I uh, wholeheartedly agree. I think, you know, what's interesting to me, I think it was Paradiso that tweeted out the other day, something about, uh, 
big data without trust is, I can't, I'm going to butcher the quote, whatever he said. Basically what he was saying is, is you need to have both. You need to have data and the ability to move and understand and implement data. You also have to have trust. So what I would, I would um, argue is that traditionally we are very good independent agents where we, we are very good at trust, very good at trust. So, and then the insured tech, we'll call it experience that we had in 2016. I don't, I think that the idea of it being a revolution is, is probably over at this point. But yeah. um, since uh, I've started being propositioned by Lemonade to sell as an IA partner, which is a fucking do. I do. also declined it wholeheartedly. And they're like, why would you decline an opportunity? And I'm like, because of everything you've said up until this moment, I just morally cannot sell your product. I just let alone read the fine print. Yeah, 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 for, yeah. And hey, others can. God bless them. But I would not be able to wake up in the morning and say this is the right product for someone after everything they've said about our channel. That, but that being said, that that's a side tangent, more apt for whiskey than for podcasts. But um, the I th- I think the idea here is that you have right now we have data providers starting to realize that they need more trust and moving into the trust space. And then you have these traditionally trust-based organizations starting to move into the data. And the ones who can combine it first with a tool that may or may not be called neon through the through atomic, you know, I think that space who can get there first, these people are going to out, they're going to set themselves out far enough that they, that it'll be tough to catch them. And Listen. That, You're 100% right. Yeah. Uh, data scientists are not coming to my agency. They're not coming to Rogue. They're not. But we need that, right? So what we need to do is take the ability of data. We need to bring it in and upskill salespeople, upskill service people with knowledge, with insights, upskill managers and, and business operators so that they can analyze and provide not only insight, but services and suggestions in a proactive way. And if you look at what Neon does, it it aggregates data that agencies have typically just let wash down the drain. It aggregates it together, right? Then it democratizes it so that anybody can access it. So now Rogue's in there and Zinc's in there. And and if Zinc did 100 things, you can learn from it. If you did 100 things, I can learn from it. So now it's democratized. Anybody who wants it can get it. And then we can monetize it, meaning that is an asset. And over time, as you build your agencies, you build Rogue, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you support and invest in assets that are going to grow in value? And so if you look at all of that, big data coming to trust, trust needing big data to be relevant, bringing it together is the thing. And man, I'm in the business of the thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's exciting, man. I'm so happy for you. I um. It has to be done by someone who cares about it. it. It's not even about getting this done, Ryan. It never was. It was about getting it done right by the people who need to benefit from it. It was first to market because we've seen this movie before. If the wrong players get in, they just become another toll road that we have to go through. And eventually we're just all throwing our quarters in the basket. That's money, um, kids. That's a reference to tolls. When you went through tolls and you threw quarters in, most of you won't remember, but we don't orders are little pieces of metal which represented 25 uh cents right. so we don't need more tolls on the road right and we need to move stuff back and forth and that's that's what i'm doing and and and, and i'm doing it because i know it'll be done right this time so let, let me i want to i want to close with this yeah um what does what can we do 
to continue to help you. And by we, I mean every single person who listens to this, regardless of their place in the industry, they're hearing this. And even if you never become uh, a member of Neon, if you never, if you never buy into the platform, how can the how can how can how can we can how can we can support you? Is there is what's the lowest bar to support? What's the you know how do people get involved in the movement? Because to me, there's the platform itself, and there's doing business and using and implementing it, and then there's just the philosophy. And I think there's a lot of people that, for a lot of reasons, may say, you know, it might be a while before I can become an official, you know, paying member adding data using the platform for, for a lot of reasons, contractually or different things, but I want to support what you're doing. So how can people do that? Wow. Um, it would be my honor because we're all at different places in this and in, in an independent channel, everybody's coming at it with different, with different places. So I, it's, you're completely right. I think the first time is take time to learn about what we're doing. I think there's too many people that are just drinking the Kool-Aid served up by whoever and they don't really think about the power they have. This is a power, this is a partnership, manufacturing and distribution, agents and carriers saying like enough, we don't need anything between us anymore. As a matter of fact, we need to be more connected than ever. So if you're a carrier listening to this, you put 100, 150, 200 million in your systems, or you're about to, why? If it isn't to connect directly with an agent and directly with a customer, then why do it, right? And if you're an agent, Think about what connection with the carrier means. It means access to information about the customer. It allows you to do things or understand things because they have access to that in a way that makes you better relationship and more trustworthy for your customer, right? And, and if you think about just that mindset, less, nothing between carriers and agents is actually everything because when you do that, when you connect everything, you can know everything and then you can do anything and that's what I want for me, for my agency, for Rogue, for any other agency out there. If we connect everything so that we're not dependent on all these old wires, we can know everything, which makes us better relationship people, better purveyors of trust, better purveyors of advice, which makes us better for our customers, right? And if we, if we can just get there, you're going to do okay. There's a group that's there right now. We are Neon hosting technology is empowering agents to run on it. You can learn about that. Go to beatomic.com. You can learn all about it. Schedule a demo. We'll show you exactly what you're doing. Donate your data to the center so we can aggregate, democratize it, and distribute it, and then allow carriers to access it. If you're a carrier, we have five carriers now that are piloting this and making the API connections from their system into customer transactions in the end. So go to beatomic.com, schedule a time to talk to me or Clint or Sid or any of the two new members that are about to join us next week and three in the next month and, and come and learn about that. You will find two things. You'll find wicked smart people that you wouldn't necessarily expect, but you'll also find partners who want to get it done. They want to get it done for the customer, not for themselves, not for anybody's pocketbook, but to get it done right this time. And, and I would say everybody is welcome at this party. This is a dance. It should be a packed gymnasium where everybody's having the best time of their life. This is not some private country club. This is not some select group of people that have fallen from heaven into fortune. This is the place where the whole community should show up and do this together. Because when we do, we all win when we all win this time. When are you having your first conference that I can MC for you? Well, 
I actually, I have an offer for Ryan Hanley today. Um, so talking to our wicked smart CMO, um, Sid Rowe, you might know, um, uh, mid-July, beatomic.com is going to launch. Right now, we have an embarrassing site, don't go to, that was put up really fast with no money. We're about to roll out that new site, and we're going to have a countdown for an online event where we're going to let anybody come in and do that. And we would love, not like, but love to have you present during that too. And there's a lot that we can talk about offline on what we want to do. But if you look at tenderizing meat, you do it so that you can cook evenly and so you can season it the right way. And if we can both together, like like the old days, tenderize and season the meat, we can serve something up real tasty for the industry. Wow, right that's now. an obvious I would yes. Love to talk about it. That's, yeah. a, that's an easy yes for me. All right. Uh, and that would be my, my great pleasure. So, okay. So the takeaway from this is get involved, learn more, follow Be Atomic on the socials so that you can yeah. be updated when the website goes live. Is there like a newsletter or anything that you guys have? Um, so we've been heads down selling. So believe it or not, we're sold out this year and we're selling out Q1 of next year. So Sid's back on social here with our next two hires. So YouTube, Be Atomic, Social, Be Atomic 30, um, and then website mid-July. And it'll be a countdown to an online event where we're going to reveal a lot more about Neon Sweet. and where Ryan Hanley is going to be doing his thing. And yeah, yeah that's, awesome. that's next. Awesome. Well, dude, um, I have like a, I have all these questions that I wanted to talk to you just about zinc. And we didn't even get to any of those. So we'll have to have you back in, in a couple couple months maybe just to talk. I just wanted to talk like agency life and and some of the things you have going on there because you said at the beginning, you digitized this thing and it's rocking. So I have um, another reason to bring you back, but I appreciate your time. I want to be respectful of it. And you know, I have nothing but love. So thanks for coming on, man. Right back at you. I, I would not be standing in this place and the industry would not be as capable as they are if it wasn't for your work and your recognition. So I'm down for you anytime. Uh, you're way too kind. All right, buddy.